Coming up on Supernatural Confessions. I was that sick that I couldn't even turn. But you know that feeling when you just know someone is next to you? It's just this intuitive feeling. Yeah. So I just somehow managed to slowly turn around. And uh, I think we should go. What no, happened? No, no, no. I'll, I'll, I'll explain in a minute. Player. <laughs> Supernatural Confessions. Welcome to the Supernatural Confessions podcast. My name is Timo, and this is our very first episode. Supernatural Confessions is a community of paranormal enthusiasts who are both interested to learn about, as well as share their own experiences and encounters of the supernatural nature. And this podcast is where we discuss such experiences. One of our members, Jane Franklin, is no stranger to the paranormal. Over the years, she spent many days and nights investigating some of Singapore's most haunted locations. She even had a show on the web detailing these adventures. But after one eventful night, at the height of its popularity, Jane decided not just to quit the show, but retire from paranormal investigating altogether. Eugene Tay brought Jane to the famously haunted Suicide Tower in Pasir Ris to find out what led to that dramatic departure. I quit because of what happened to me on one of the episodes in that show that I was in. It was actually a big eye-opener and then after that I decided that putting myself out there at risk is not worth it anymore. How risky was it? I went to this um, this in- infamous Istana Woodnook, which mm. is reportedly, I mean, like very haunted and dirty and things like that. Mm. And also supposedly the Church of Satan or something like that. Apparently there's a lot of, um, I don't know, um, well, a lot of things, a lot of activity going on there. So we actually investigated the place and then um, throughout the entire house, Mm -hmm. there was only one particular room that had really active entities and things like that based on our equipment, right? Okay. So that's where I spent most of the time during the investigation alone and with uh, partners and stuff like that. Mm. After I came back, I think I suppose I must have attracted something with me or whatever because Uh I started having like weird encounters at home. So they followed you back? I suppose they did. So what happened is instead of going home and taking a shower and everything that you're supposed to, right? <laughs> we decided to go, uh, this this guy and I decided to go and have a drink after the investigation. Uh, we drank until wee hours of the, well, early in the morning, you know, like 9am. And mm. then I went back home and instead of showering, I just fell right asleep because I was that drunk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, gross, right? So when I woke up later that evening, about say 6 o'clock, um, I realised I was running a really high temperature. Mm. Um, couldn't even move. My fever was like at 39, fluctuating between 39, 40 degrees. Yeah. And um, I was too sick to even go to the hospital, so I just self-medicated and everything. Mm. Uh, long story short, my fever actually lasted for a good week and it was really weird because I don't usually get sick that long. Even if I'm sick, it ends... I mean, it goes away in a couple yeah. of days. So this was really weird. And then... Um, also on top of that, uh, one night I was drugged up and I was sleeping like my fever mm. was so high. So I woke up about, I, I don't know, sometime in some point in the morning, uh, it was dark obviously. So I have a queen size bed to myself. I woke up, I was that sick that I couldn't even turn. But you know that feeling when you just know someone is next to you? Mm-hmm. It, it's just this intuitive feeling. Yeah. So I just somehow managed to slowly turn around and I what saw me like, I think completely changed my life forever. Like um, I saw a figure figure of a man but it wasn't like a regular it was slightly bigger yeah but it seemed like a male figure that was sleeping next to me in Mm. bed 
black, completely black, and I was too sick to even react or scream or or do anything for that matter. So I was just I, I just said to it, "Can you please go away and leave me alone? I'm so sick. If if you don't bother me, I won't bother you. Mm. If I'm sorry if I disturbed you and if I done something I shouldn't have yeah. at that place." I should apologize, and then the next day my fever started to go down. It didn't completely go off; it started to go down. I started to feel a bit better, where I was able to get up and actually eat and walk yeah. around and stuff like that. So eventually, how I recovered was when one of my friends brought me to one of those, um, what do you call that, um, Taoist mediums, mm, tanki. Yeah, yeah. Like what, things. the underworld one or the? I have no idea. Uh, I think underworld because they. Uh, they use what Tuadiape is it? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I think that's yeah. the underworld one. So mm. he brought me there, and then um, he did some little rituals with the talisman paper and mm. everything, and then managed to. I I felt so much better after that. Yeah. You were pretty lucky. I mean, for yeah. for some ent- entity to you know attach to the attached to you with, for a week, trying to drain your life force, and then only exactly. for one ritual to get rid of it. Uh, I think you got away very easily on that one. Yes, I think so. I'm actually very lucky because um, when we did our investigation there, uh, like I said earlier, it's post- supposedly the Church of Satan or something like that. Yeah. So there were a lot of demonic entities. I know this for a fact because while we were filming, we actually heard three thuds. And you know what they say about three uh, thuds, right? Yes, mockery yeah. of the Holy Trinity. Yeah, exactly. So Christians believe that um, demons, um, they, they basically make three sounds to mm. mock the Holy Trinity, mm. like you said. So that was quite creepy. It happened twice like, on two different uh, in two different and areas. And all this was caught on camera, right? Uh, only video. one we managed to get extract the sound because it was really soft sound. Yeah. But the other one, I think, was far too soft for anybody to actually. I mean, for it to be captured. But we all heard it when we were there. See, as paranormal investigators, we sometimes face in a situation where we have got to be objective about things and be almost skeptical to the point where, unless it's there is scientific proof in our face you know or beyond explanation and then exactly. we are forced to believe but uh, in this situation where you you, you, uh, you you're down with a mm. serious bout of fever or yeah. illness and then you went for one ritual I believe the skeptics out there would say hey Jane uh, you, you, you went to the place you got sick it's just coincidence and then Perhaps. one week later you know it's all a part of the mind uh, I, I know it's going to sound silly asking a paranormal investigator about this, but Jane, what's your take on the paranormal world? Is it true? Is it um, false? Is there any truth to it? Okay, personal opinion, Yeah. yes, I, I believe, because, um, I mean, when I started paranormal investigation, I went in with a completely open mind. In fact, you can even say I was a skeptic. I didn't believe in ghosts, and I was like, nah, no such thing. I had uh-huh. this very gung-ho um, attitude about yeah. it, and, you know, uh, reckless as well. Okay. So, I, and... A lot of times when we film, right, like maybe I, I maybe six out of ten times, eight out of ten times, nothing really happens. Mm. And then it's only that once or twice that stuff actually really happened. So, and, and I'm like still sitting down there pondering, okay lah, maybe it's a coincidence. How come the other past eight times nothing happened? Mm. Those other places that we've explored are also supposedly very haunted, right? Yeah. And um, so I was still very, very much of a skeptic until I faced several encounters, well, incidences on my own. Mm. And then I started to form my own opinion on the paranormal invest- uh, paranormal world, rather. So besides this last uh, encounter that you had before you quit Correct. the investigation career, so to speak, mm-hmm. uh, what other encounters do you have that convince you ghosts are real? Um, okay. This is a very prominent. This this one's a really prominent one that I still remember, right? Because I'm still facing the pain of it till today. I actually broke my arm after one episode, okay. and um, and it wasn't just a fracture. My it was a clean break on my bone, mm. and it didn't happen there and then while we were filming. Then and then there was actually not much activity happening while I was filming. Actually, it was just here at Suicide Tower, just mm. down the road. 
I know that's why I chose this place because it's your first <laughs> investigation spot. Oh yeah, it we is. We'll right? talk about that in a while. Okay, so um, yeah, suicide tower. So actually, I didn't have any activity happening during that episode itself. Mm. But a couple of days later, when I was alone in my garden, I was it was daytime and I was just I don't know doing nothing. Yeah. And suddenly I felt a sh- I felt a shove from behind uh-huh. and I fell. And I wasn't even walking or anything to trip on something. You see, I was okay. standing still. I felt a sharp, uh, quite a hard sharp from behind. I fell and my bone broke. It hit, it hit something and my and my oh. arm broke. So that was quite creepy. That was my first. Um, that's my. That's that's when I actually first believed that shit. These things could actually be real. But have you seen anything at all with your own eyes? Uh, my own eyes. Yeah, like what I said, that figure in my bed. But then yeah. again, it could have just been the drugs you that could I was. Just be delirious, yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. Um, so there's a three knocks. Uh, you saw something in your mind's eye when you were feeling sick. So all this, in you know, in in in, in our profession is yeah, exactly. So yeah, there's right. nothing in it that you felt you have experienced in in your how many years was it? Three, three years. Three years. Three years is a long time to be dabbling in this kind of. No. Oh, you mean how long I was doing it? No, it wasn't three years. I think it was less than that. Okay. So, yeah. but you have seen enough stuff in that time that you were in here to yeah. not want to do it anymore, right? Yes, I have. I have actually. I've mm. seen. Um, I've heard a lot of stories. Fine, mm. but stories can be created, right? So, but I don't know personally, and I I have not actually seen seen tangible um, entities or anything like that. But I've definitely felt felt their presence okay. many a times. You know? Well, I was with a uh, couple of other groups before this. Uh, I think uh, there's a long story to how I got started to paranormal investigation. Mm-hmm. The, uh, my book was out, and this my whole story was inside that. Exactly. It was full of therapy when I wrote a book, right? But it after that, I was with yeah, and I was with uh, Singapore Haunted for a bit, along with uh, 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 Isaac Dawson, mm-hmm. and we went to places where we caught stuff. Uh, we talk about uh, EVPs, EMF, yeah. uh, cold spots, yeah. everything. We 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 had irrefutable evidence that science cannot explain. Correct. Um, but personally, I have not seen anything uh, with my own eyes that I would say uh, convinced me beyond a reasonable doubt. I've seen stuff, but then I could always try to brush it off. It's funny because how the mind works is when you see stuff, you get scared. You your get mind excited, tr- yeah. Yeah, your mind tries so hard to just brush it aside and try to find an explanation for it. Does it happen to you? All the time, all the time. Right. Like, like I said, I've not seen anything, right? I mm. felt it, but all, I'm always trying to be like, no, like, it's just a whatever, you know, a bug or whatever. Yeah, and I think that's a very human nature thing where we, when, we fa- when we are faced with things that we cannot explain, when we are th- faced with things that we are afraid, we tend, we tend to try to find meaning behind that. Even as far-fetched as saying, oh, must be the wind, it's the sound, and there's a rat crawling, we feel better giving reason to unnatural phenomena than actually accepting because it as spirit. Because that curbs the fear. Yeah. I actually recall a story that you told me some time back. Yeah, what um, was that? About this paranormal investigation you did in a house in Tampines or Pasir. Oh, that one. <laughs> that, that, that one still sticks in my mind. I think that is so scary. What can you remember for that one? Um, I remember that. Okay, honestly, maybe I should let you narrate the story. But all I remember is that before they contacted you, they contacted us 
on myself to go and investigate. I, yeah. I downright said no. I'm like, thank you very much. I heard everything that was going on. I'm like, sorry yeah. guys, quit the business. <laughs> yeah, that, that was that was a very uh, unexpected uh, turn of event, wasn't it? When we discussed about it uh, the last time, mm. we, we didn't know. We, we, we knew each other for a while, but we didn't know uh, the context or the stuff that ever, we talked about. Right. Yeah, and then when I brought it up, and then you could pinpoint, in pinpoint precision, talk to me about the events and the stuff that the family were facing. And I go like, yeah, exactly that. And then you said... And then I'm like, was it nine, <laughs> nine poltergeists? You know, this yeah. And that. It was, yeah, because I knew the background story of it before, but we never actually spoke about it, even though we've been friends for yeah. a bit. Yeah. That, that one was a uh, particularly nasty uh, turn of event. They were decent folks, you know, husband, Definitely wife, two kids. Yeah. yeah, and for them to believe in ghosts and call us up, you know, and in desperation, even at the midnight or wee hours in the morning, you know, these guys are not in it to just play punk, right? And when I was there, I was t- I stayed there overnight actually. I don't want to go into details because I'm trying to protect the identity, the identity yeah, of the family. Uh, but suffice to say, I had very very clear indication of uh, supernatural activity in the house we're mm-hmm. talking about EMF meter going off answering yes no clear 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 you know five points one point uh, energy yeah. bound EMF meter but you meter. see those are equipments I, I was what I felt was a little bit more um, scary was the actual things that were happening uh, around you yes but I, what, what you, I didn't I think you remember the part where I told you the altar when yeah. I said show yourself and Mother Mary fell off the altar yeah exactly and how do you explain it the wind <laughs> no, like, house, right? yeah uh, and the chairs were moving things were moving the door uh, they, they were, it was full on poltergeist activity yeah, tell us about the door which door the door slamming you asked the question and the door slammed nine times no it was not the door slamming nine oh. times I said uh, how many of you guys are here uh-huh. in this house and when I felt there was a presence moving around and there were more than, definitely more than one yeah. I felt the you usually feel the these presence things. right I mean when you do paranormal investigation for a while you can pick up energy or, yeah and the change in the slight change in energy or air pressure and when I opened the door right I saw the slippers and the shoes were arranged nicely yeah. nicely nine pairs of them exactly oh. now unless someone is crazy enough at 4am no, at that specific point in time when I asked that question to go out there and arrange the slippers and the yeah. shoes it just doesn't make logical sense Right. Something science can't explain. Yeah. I've learned that after my time as a paranormal investigator. Yeah. I, I have seen things, felt things, uh, accounted things in my mind's eye when I remember fought a, or at least I like to think that I fought off a demon uh, in 2012. That's mm-hmm. how I got started on all this. I've seen things that I really cannot explain. Uh, people getting possessed, right. uh, superhuman strength, uh, drop in temperature. But sitting here right now in 2017, Jane, and speaking about supernatural encounters, mm-hmm. even, even me, I can honestly say my mind is actively trying to find logical answers. Explanations, yeah, yeah. for things that happen. And if you ask me what happened in 2012, I can tell it to you as if I'm now as an observer of a, a, a third-party observer. Right. But I can no longer feel that fear and at some part of me still not want to believe that that actually happened. Even though I'm in paranormal investigation, I've seen shit in my own eyes. Uh, so I can only imagine how people out there who has experienced such stuff can yeah. just block it out and say, no, I, I, I think it's not real. Yeah, I guess it's a matter of um, beliefs and um, uh, upbringing and a lot of things that go into it. 
so cultures as well because yeah. uh, a lot of cultures um, believe in all this a lot of them just say no no such thing so it really depends what background you're from and stuff like that because you know, you know um, I think I told you the story about my friend once right the one um, who was having like really bad relationship issues don't recall that one but tell me again oh okay so this friend of mine he's, he was having um, really bad relationship issues okay so he was with this um I would say Malay girl, yeah. and then uh, he broke up with her, yeah. and shortly after that, he started dating an Indian girl, and he, and the Malay girl was like, um, you know, like a woman scorned, she could never let go, she mm. was stalking him, all, all yeah. sorts of crazy things, so anyway, um, he, okay, so things were going fine between him and the, the Indian girl, yeah. and um, but they would always have unnecessary stupid arguments, like over nothing, you know, mm. like, su- su- I mean, just a simple thing, they become a big fight and they, they, they broke up like a million times, okay? Yeah. So, um, I cannot remember now exactly what happened, um, but someone said, oh, and his career path was down, everything was like, his, his whole ah, life was sounds just Sounds like he has shit. an attachment, yeah. right? Correct, his whole life was, was just going to shits. Yes, correct. But this is the interesting part, right? Yeah. Um, so, his mom decides to bring him to, uh, I don't know, some, some Bomo or whatever you yeah. call it, medicine man or whatever, mm. Malay one. Mm. And uh, as soon as the guy walks in, the Malay man goes like, Ah, I see you've brought two friends along. Wow, wow, that is so creepy, okay? And my friend is like, what? What the fuck is he on about? And then the mom's like baffled, right? She's like, yeah. wow, wow, wow. And then, yeah. And then um, the mom's like, it's just me and my son. What are you talking about? And yeah. then he goes like, oh, you don't know. Uh, your son brought two ladies with him. <laughs> so apparently there were two entities etched onto him on either side. You know, that's a funny thing about the supernatural world and the human the human world. Women in life, once they are scorned, they are a terror to deal with. Yeah. And <laughs> the most powerful spirits in the supernatural world are also women. Females. Female spirit. Very revengeful female spirit. Oh, yeah. I, I, had, I had a girl following me, but I think I'll save that story for another time. <laughs> I had, I, I, she, was, she was hidden hidden in, my, in the back of my head for about two years. Yeah. yeah. So how, what happened to your friend then? Uh, did he oh no, so to... I guess he got cured after mm. some time. I really, I really, I, I really cannot remember so much. But um, now he's happily married to that girl that he was seeing. So what happened was that um, the 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 scorned woman, right, his yeah. ex girlfriend, yeah. had actually done some what do you call it, black magic to him and stuff to make sure that his life would be in the pits forever. Yeah. Well, speaking of ghosts and possession and we're sitting in the middle of Nowhere. this dark <laughs> area near the water series mangrove swamp totally deserted you can even hear the crickets in the background no sound whatsoever I like yeah. it here it's very peaceful but it's also very dirty this place is very active I personally have a lot of experience here when I brought my um, EVP and stuff yeah I, I conduct ghost tours and I mm-hmm. used to bring people down and this is one of the final destinations where we bring them and walk through this location ah mm-hmm. uh, and you know, 9 out of 10 times we go to a location to investigate, we don't get anything. Mm. But this place has a high level of activity and every people down. Every single time. Oh, I would say most times. I mean, still, a number of times things don't happen. And uh, equal number of times things happen and we could try to explain it away. But there's also that last 30% where things happen and we go like, 
there's no way I can explain that. Like <laughs> when bruises start to appear on people's back or, yeah, or right. claw marks or um, yeah. three yeah, and three person shout, look behind you at the same time and they're all strangers, it was not planned. Uh, some guy ran up, he says, Hey, I thought people were around me, but he was the only one up there. Uh, EVP, EMF, the stuff they talk about. In fact, when I did my investigation here at Suicide Tower in Pasiris, I um, I put floor mm. on I was upstairs and uh-huh. I, I put floor on the floor. Uh, this was the early days where I was like, trying to reckless days. Uh, yeah, reckless days. <laughs> <laughs> so I challenged them to come out and show themselves. I sat there with my devices and all, thinking I'm invincible to uh-huh. to all this, right? And I sat there and I knew. I, I could I could see someone in the dark. It was not a like total darkness, like right? I couldn't see my hand in front of my face. I could still see like silhouettes. I could make out the staircase, the outline. I could see the dark patch on the floor. Was actually the floor, and if anyone had walked up the stairs, I could hear footsteps. No matter mm. how soft they try to walk, and even if they they managed to sneak up on me, that if they appeared in front of me, which, which I was sitting at where the staircase landing is, I would definitely see a silhouette. But I sat there and I felt something was strange, something was off, and and when I turned on the torchlight on the floor in front of me, there were actually footsteps. Scary man. How do you explain that even, right? Yeah. It's definitely not mine because I knew that I was careful not to. Yes. Uh, And I had shoes on. It was Mm. footprints on floor. Toes. Yeah. So how do you explain that? I can't. Okay, uh, I think we should go. What no, happened? no, 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 I'll, I'll, I'll explain in a minute. Can you stop recording? This was the part where we turned off our recording device and just got the hell out of the place. It took us about 5 to 10 minutes to get out of the mangrove swamp because it was totally dark and we cannot see where we are going. We just didn't turn around and kept on walking ahead. The next part of this story is about Jane telling us what she saw. So you saw a hand, like clearly a shadow? I think I saw a hand, yeah. I, and and it's weird. I actually thought maybe it might have been something like whatever, but that the at that exact same time my left arm went completely numb. So I'm like, when when funny things like that happen, I know it's definitely for sure. Because your body will react to Correct. the situation. Yeah. I I have that too, but I'm just not feeling anything today. Okay. Maybe I've been so out of touch with it. No, because you drank, so you're numb not uh, receptive to whatever is happening. Yeah, I mean, but it's so weird. Why with my hand? And I wasn't like, my hand wasn't like resting or anything. I've been moving my hand from just now. You can hear from the sound of my bracelet. Yeah, yeah. My hand like literally just went numb instantly. And, and how's the hand like? Could you describe the whole situation? It just looked like a normal hand. For me, minute, I was thinking, what the hell? And then I was like, oh, okay. Flash? Like, we, we flash? It was a like color? Like, like our hand? Yeah. Yeah, just like a normal Pale? human hand. No, it just looked like one of my hands or your hands or like whatever on my left shoulder uh, you were sitting right, my right shoulder my right shoulder oh. that's where I looked right? I looked right yeah well, wow, anyways, just, that was it's, it's so exciting that it, and creepy that we do this recording and I, I kid you not okay my left arm literally went numb and it's like the kind of numbness where you can't even move your hand it's so weird. It's not end bite. You know, what, what do they call it? End bite thing? Uh, yeah, like the, the, pins and needles. Ah, uh, pins and needles, correct. Usually something funny like this will happen. Either my arm would go numb or, you know, usually it's my arm. Yeah. And then um, I will start feeling like vomiting if I stay on. Yeah. And the whole enclosure, uh, the whole area will start becoming smaller and smaller and smaller. In my mind, la, then I know that something is wrong and I need to go. And that was Eugene Tay and Jane Franklin. If you've enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe to our show. Supernatural Confessions is free to listen to wherever podcasts are available. 
All we ask is that you consider helping us grow our podcast by sharing it on your socials and giving us a five-star rating or review wherever you're listening from. It would be a tremendous help. And for more information on Supernatural Confessions, find us on Facebook or visit SupernaturalConfessions.com. And if you've got a supernatural story of your own, please send it to us too. Until our next episode, my name is Timo, and you've been listening to Supernatural Confessions. Supernatural Confessions. Confessions.